You know, it's going great. I'm alive. Happy to be back here. It's been a while since we had our last episode, but we are back. We are ready. We are excited. And this is a very special episode and one I've been looking forward to since basically all of last year. So I'm excited to get going with it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I've been waiting for uh, pretty much this episode ever since uh, the season ended back in February. It is April, almost May, which is fucking crazy. Uh, Time is flying by, but it's going to be a really long week, like I said. Uh, NFL Draft, next Thursday, 5 p.m. But yeah, I think before we start our draft, our mock draft, Jake, I think we have a little minute here to talk about something. Oh, yes, we do. It's back, ladies and gentlemen, a segment we've been waiting for for a couple of months now. The San Jose Earthquakes Minute is back. They opened up the season last week to a 3-1 loss. Tough way to start the season. But hopes are high. They're expected to make a playoff run. And hopefully by this time in October, we'll be host- we'll be hoisting up an MLS Cup for a championship. So let's go Earthquakes. That's your Earthquakes Minute. Yeah, go Earthquakes. Uh, best team in the Bay Area. Not. Just joking. Um, but they are pretty good, I guess. I don't know. I, haven't, I don't really pay attention to the earthquakes. But hey, uh, if you guys are looking for someone to uh, do some ticket sales, I'm right there with you. So, you know, offer me a job. I'd love to, I'd love to uh, be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, you know what? Let's just get into it now. Let's start our mock draft. Jay. Well, first, though, we do have some Niners news to get to. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Go right ahead, go right ahead, yes. Well, the Niners yesterday made two pretty interesting signings, I believe. Uh, they signed Two four- key signings, two key signings. Yep, two key si- actually one key signing. But <laughs> the first guy they signed was former Raider, uh, third-round pick in 2018, I believe, who hasn't really progressed in his career that much. Um, but his name's Arden Key. Uh, he's from LSU. Um, he was supposed to be a top, like a first-round pick in his draft, but fell due to character concerns. Um, the reason why he got cut from the Raiders is not because of character concerns. They think that people say that he's actually like changed his life around, which is good to hear. And but the reason why they cut him was because that he just didn't produce for them. And with a new defensive coordinator, they decided, hey, let's start fresh, get someone new in there because he's not a fit for our new system. So they cut him. Niners come in and say, hey, yeah, a 24-year-old pass rusher uh, who I'm guessing they probably liked in that draft in 2018. He was drafted near or, or around where Fred Warner was drafted. Um, and I'm pretty sure if we did, I'm pretty sure we did talk about him during that draft year during one of our episodes, I believe. Um, I'm pretty sure we talked about him once, um, but you know, uh, I don't remember what we said or anything, but Arden Key is now a member of the 49ers defensive lineman, a pass rusher who Chris Kosurik has someone to play with. You know, when they traded for Jordan Willis last, uh, last season before the trade deadline, people were like, Oh, who's this, who's this Willis guy? Well, they got him, and he showed, and he showed some promise. He had two sacks in his 49ers season, um, so they're kind of hoping that they can maybe find, you know, no, something out of nothing, um, an Arden Key, you know, low risk, high reward type thing, and see if he could be their answer to a pass rush need, maybe a Dion Jordan replacement, 
who actually played pretty well too last year as well. Uh, so they're just taking a swing on that. And I like the I like the move for Arden Key. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with everything that you said. I mean, a guy that didn't really produce with the Raiders, um, and a guy that Chris can maybe um, help, right? Um, I got like um, definitely agree. Um, a guy that can you know add for depth, which I think they did, or even just a camp body. But I think you know he still has the abilities. I guess he's only like what twenty four years old, like you said. Yes. Um, has all the ability in the world. I feel like every player in the NFL has all the ability in the world. Um, just needs to be put in the right situation, and maybe this is the right situation for him coming to the 49ers, um, a team uh, who has a lot of pass rushers or all, all, who needs some D-line help, uh, especially with depth. Um, should be could be nice for him uh, to be here this upcoming season. Can't wait for it. Yep, and another move that the Niners made, which is one, if you remember from the season, I talked about him at length. A guy who I thought who could be a good free agent signing for the Niners at their running back position. And guess what they did, James? They signed them. Because you know what? They saw what I saw in Wayne Gallman, former Giants running back, who filled in admirably for Saquon Barkley last year. 600 yards rushing, over 4 yards per carry, a couple touchdowns, some receptions as well. And he's a Tevin Coleman replacement. He basically runs just like Tevin Coleman, but better. Uh, He can't be any worse than Tevin Coleman. Um, so I think it's a, that's a great signing. I talked about them that that was someone I wanted them to go after, and they got yes. them in basically April, near close to the beginning of May, and him with Mostert, Wilson, and Gallman as your three running backs. That's pretty. That's that, that's really good. Yeah, I mean I like it. Yeah, I remember you talking about him uh, a lot last season for sure. So it's like nothing new that you know you're starting to say now. Um, yeah, Wayne Gallman. Uh, I like him out of coming out of Clemson. Actually, I think he played really well over in Clemson. Um, pretty good backup running back. I mean, did not do really anything his rookie year. Uh, had some flashes his second year. Um, and then, you know, his flashes, like you said, uh, replacing um, Saquon Barkley, like you said, rushed for 600 yards. I think he also had six TDs, can, cast, can catch out of backfield when needed. Um, and, yeah, that three-headed monster, um, that'd be great for the run game. You know, uh, Shanahan likes to have multiple running backs do different things and stuff like that. So, uh yeah, definitely should be in the mix, uh, getting some carries in this upcoming season, uh, for sure. We do I have some breaking also, news, though. Because uh, whatchamacall, I remember you talking about um, like Kyle Shanahan and uh, John Lynch going to the uh, Alabama Pro Day, and they weren't looking at Matt Joseph, but instead were looking at Najee Harris. Yep. Uh, I know you, you, somewhat, you told me that um, this might, like, if he drops to the second round, maybe but I think that kind of uh, yeah. takes out like yeah. a running back in the second round or anything like that. Yeah, they're probably so, – yeah. yeah. Well, what, what the reason why I said that was that at the time, people were like trying to make connections between why they're going to Mac Jones and not Justin Fields. Right, right. And right. I was like, maybe they're going Justin. Maybe they're going to Mac Jones because you know, they haven't seen him yet in a pro day. So they wanted to go see what he looks like and also check out the other players that they have because Alabama is pretty good, don't you think? And they might have some. they might have some other pro prospects there. Uh, maybe they want to go see the receivers, um, you know, Najee Harris as well, the defensive linemen they have, maybe meet some of the wide receivers who are underclassmen who aren't eligible for the draft this year, but in coming years will be eligible. And maybe they went there to make some moves, to talk to some people about some trades, which that's that's when the Mac Jones, I mean, that's when the third, when they traded the third pick came out, was that day when they were there. Yes. Um, yes. No, th- that's not the case. No. They weren't there. I think that may that have been his before. first pro that day. Like a, that, was, that, was, that was before that. 
Yeah, where did? Because I remember reading something where, um, the, the uh, what's his name, the um, the assistant GM, Adam Peters. Yeah, Adam Peters. Where he was, he was somewhere. Then they made the trade, and like a Panthers guy looked at him, and he, he, he like smiled about it. He was at someone's pro day. I just don't know who it was. So maybe, maybe it was someone. Maybe it was a different player or something like that. Or it could have been Mac Jones when he had his first one. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but I remember him being there when, or a Niners guy being at the same spot where a bunch of teams were. And when the Panthers like scout or GM or something like that looked at the Niners guys, is this true? And he smiled. I thought that was during Mac Jones' pro day, but it's not. Um, but again, to get back to the point. Maybe they went there to they they went there to see Mac Jones and other people as well. So that's why I said maybe they're there to scout Najee Harris. But I agree with you. Right. The Wayne right. Gallman signing kind of takes that out of the picture. Um, unless that he drops to the second round, as you said, um, then maybe he could be a pick. Um, but probably not. But if he drops, then they're probably going to be interested in him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we yeah, also, what else? Anything? Yep. Anything really new? Um, breaking news. The Niners have signed uh. someone. And he's another former Raider. Defensive tackle Maurice Hurst has signed with the 49ers. As oh, report, wow. Okay. As reported by Maurice... As, shit. As reported by <laughs> Mo Hurst. He says, Niners, let's go to work. This defense is about to go crazy. Time to eat! Exclamation points. Hashtag Niners. Hashtag FTTB. What does that mean? What does FTTB mean? For the Bay. No. I can't tell you. I can't remember. Yeah, what the hell? I don't. I've. I've. I don't know what that means. Hmm, well. Oh no, I know what that means. What does it fucking mean? What? That's a good signing. They've they've made some good signings these past days. Arden Key, Goldman, now him. Mohurst is good. It's faithful to the bay, Jesus Christ. Faithful to the bay. Ah. LOL. Hmm. Well, good signings. He adds to what's the Zach what was his name? Zach Kerr and uh, DJ Jones. So they have some depth on the defensive line, which is that that's how you win championships. Yeah, the interior D line should be should be good. I mean, um, I, I'm a fan. I, I, I'm I'm. It's it's good. It's good. I mean, more depth. Um, people battling out. I mean, if you follow Jeffrey Dean Dini on Twitter, first had an overall grade of uh, 77 and a passer grade of 78.3 in his three seasons with the Raiders. Um, again, like I think you already named these names before Niners interior with Kinlaw Jones Kerr. And some Armstead, because, you know, he was on early downs, Armstead's inside, and then rushing downs, he goes out, or vice versa. Um, looking very deep on the defensive line, and you like that. Keep getting, keeping guys fresh, for sure. Yep. And if and if the Niners make a work of Arden Key and him, the Raiders are down horrendously. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready, Jake? I am ready. Excited. Right, here we go. You want to you want to go first? I'm going to go first. How you want to do this? Um, let's. Uh, I think we can go together on the first pick, don't you think? Yeah, I think so too. Well, okay. So, uh, going and the first second overall, and the third too as well. I, I, 
let's just go first overall. Yep. You know, we can go back and forth from here on out. But I mean, for the Jags, uh, I think everyone should obviously this should be the pick. Um, everyone should know this is going to be the pick already. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson going to the Jags. Um, if you're any team at number one, I think this is the guy that you're drafting no matter what. Uh, Three year starter at Clemson. Let's do the national Chiefs. National champion. Yeah, national champion. Uh, national champion. Uh, won the Heisman. Just, that's just the guy you go with. There's like nothing else to talk about. I mean, he did have uh, surgery on his non throwing shoulder this past uh, offseason, but I think I just saw a video of him throwing again, so I think it's looking good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's Trevor Lawrence. No other questions. Yep. I agree. He's one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in recent memory um i think he i think it's him and andrew luck that's been the best coming out i think that's we've been i think that's what i've heard a lot too a lot of people have been saying it's uh, he he's been the best quarterback prospect since andrew luck that's what people people have been saying yeah they they were talking about him being a number one overall pick when he was a senior in high school uh trevor lawrence and he lived up to the hype he was really good um question for you though i love questions with there's a I think like last week an article came out about Trevor Lawrence about how his dad said that he could quit and not he could quit tomorrow and be fine and his coach is a former high school coach saying um yeah he has other interests as well instead of you know also including being a quarterback but it's not gonna like crush him if he doesn't if he doesn't succeed he's gonna succeed somewhere else um is that if you were an executive, like a GM, would that kind of scare you a little bit hearing that from people close to him? Um, I don't think so, really. I think the teams who have already interviewed him uh, prior to all those comments coming out have already a a gist of what Trevor Lawrence is and the type of guy he is and the type of person he is. Um, and I think he already came out and like uh, tried to clarify what he was talking about. Uh, I don't think that's a big of a deal. I think everyone out there um, has something else they like to do aside from football, right? Um, people like to blow things out of proportion sometimes, I feel like. Um, and I think what he said is, is completely fine. I, don't, I have nothing against it or anything like that. Yeah, the reason I say it is that I don't have anything against it either. But, you know, um, I could see why some people would be like, I'm not, what, why, why would you say that now? Like, why can't you just wait till after you're drafted? Like that's probably what his agent told him. Like, hey, you have to go out and say, no, I love football. I love football. But for me, I don't really have a problem with it. But you know, some people do, and some there are, there are, there would be some teams that would be like, okay, yeah, he's probably going to be offer, maybe not offer board, but maybe like, okay, maybe we have to be a little bit worry of him, worry of him. Um, you know, that, like maybe like that could happen. Could teams take people off their draft boards for like the smallest stuff, like right, like right. not going to your eight-year-old sister's like birthday party they can cross you off the list right there for doing that <laughs> um but in this case i don't have an issue with what he said um and plus the only the only reason why he would not go number one is like he got some sort of like scandal against them but even then he might still go number one because he's that good of a prospect um right and i'm not saying that he's gonna be like andrew luck um but he has he's like the best like draft eligible quarterback since andrew luck um so we'll see what happens there. He's going to a Jags team that has Urban Meyer. Um, you know, Trent Baalke, even though Trent Baalke is their GM, Urban Meyer, even though Trent Baalke is their GM by title, Urban Meyer is their GM. I think he's the president of football operations as well. 
He's he, it goes all through him. They have some good young pieces on the offensive side. Defense needs some work. They do have some good pieces there too, uh, but adding Trevor Lawrence would you know bring it to a hole. Uh, and they also have another pick in the first round too. I think pick twenty two, uh, which I can add another young talent to their team as well, and two in the second round too, really early as well. Uh, so they're looking to be. They probably won't be great next year, but in the probably 2022-2023 is when we should see them be, you know, playoff, maybe a playoff-type team. But it just starts with, you know, getting the right pieces around Trevor Lawrence. They have the right receivers. They have a good running back. Now they just have to focus on the offensive line, I think. But adding Trevor Lawrence would be a good move and a great move. It's something that they wanted to have. They wanted that, they wanted that franchise quarterback, and they get him here. Yeah. Definitely agree. Well, let's move on to the second pick. Uh, with the New York Jets now, new head coach Robert Sala. What a guy. Um, yeah. Zach Wilson. I think that's the pick here. Um, three-year player coming out of BYU. Uh, three-year starter as well. Um, I have here in my notes, modest first two years at BYU. Uh, he went overall uh, 23 TDs and 12 interceptions. But then his third year, that's when he really exploded. Uh, we saw all the highlights and all that good stuff. All the big throws. Um, that we've seen, he went 33 and three with a 73 and a half completion completion percentage over at BYU. Uh, and like I said, we've had, we've seen him all make ridiculous throws on the run, in the pocket, out of the pocket, all that crazy shit. Um, I think it's a pretty high ceiling. Um, but yeah, Zach Wilson is the pick here. Also, you can go, obviously, um, I put it out here in some of my picks as well. Other people that you can pick. I mean, you can go Fields here. You can go Trey Lance here. But I think Zach Wilson is the is the pick here for the Jets. Yep, I agree. Um, Zach Wilson is my pick too. Um, I would love him for the fall for the Niners, but there is some issue. There are some issues with Zach Wilson. Um, I'm not like I'm not saying like you know off the field like legal issues or anything like that. He is a one year type of you know. His best year came in this draft eligible year. So he's a one-year right. type quarterback who's had – because he was injured in 2019 or – yeah, 2019. Um, so he has some injury concerns with him. He's not the biggest guy, uh, but, you know, he's not, like, small or anything. He's not, like, Tua size. Who, like, Tua is, like, really skinny and stuff like that. Um, so that's one issue of Zach Wilson. Another issue would be the level of competition he's played against. Uh, not right, BYU right, hasn't right. played the best teams. Uh, the, I think the best team they played was Coastal Carolina, who was really good. They were like ranked like 12th in the country at that time. Uh, didn't look great, but his receivers, he, had, he missed a couple of receivers that game, and it was like a game that they basically scheduled four days in advance. So he didn't have that much time to get ready for the game. And he played, you know, I'm not saying he played bad or anything or great. He played like you would think someone would play with four days of preparation. Um, but Zach Wilson will be the second pick. Uh, I'm pretty sure of it. We're pretty sure of it. I think it's a good pick for the Jets to get that franchise quarterback and start fresh. Um, but there are some issues with Zach Wilson, as I said. But in this Kyle Shanahan system, which is what they're going to be running in the Jets, he's a perfect fit for it. And I think he's going to have a pretty good career. And there's just some things they have to work on, but if they work on that, he's going to be very good. Good to see. Yeah, moving on. Uh, obviously, the pick we've been waiting for uh, since the end of the season, Drake and I. Um, originally the 12th pick, but the 49ers, but now moving up to three, trading with the Dolphins. <sighs> Justin Fields, pick number three, Ohio State quarterback, uh, in 2019, uh, 41 TDs, two interceptions, 
And in 2020, which was a shortened season, obviously, uh, beat Clemson in the playoffs, uh, was beat and battered in that game, was slinging it all over the place. Uh, this past season, he went 22-6. Uh, and six. I think he's the guy. What are your thoughts, Jake? Yep, I, I agree with you there. I do think, though, however, that there is a big, there's, a I think, a really good chance that Trey Lance might be the pick here. Um, and also, I think Mac Jones could be the pick here, too, as long as, even though we don't want that to happen, and I don't think it's going to happen, there's just too many people saying two different, too many people saying the same thing, uh, which makes me kind of kind of think maybe he might be the pick, but I think there's a better chance that they go Fields or Lance. And with me, I'm going to go with Fields here as well. Um, I think Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft by far. Uh, Zach Wilson is the third best in my eyes, but he's going to go second because with Justin Fields, this happened with Justin Herbert last year, if you remember, this thing called prospect fatigue, where you hear about him all this time and you kind of nitpick every single thing a little too much. Then when he drops in the draft to a team who gets him and doesn't care about that stuff, he plays well and you're thinking, what the hell happened here? Because that's what happened exactly with Justin Herbert last year. Uh, he's supposed to be the number one pick that year. Then Joe Burrow kind of came on the scene. He became the number one pick. People overanalyzed Justin Herbert without taking into account the offense he was in, the lack of skill position guys he had um, in Oregon. Then he goes to the Chargers, who have a couple good receivers around him. Then he has the greatest rookie season from a quarterback in NFL history. Um, so that's why I think there's some of these rumors that Justin Fields might drop in the draft. But for me, he's the third pick. He's the fit for the 49ers. Um, running the ball, has a big, strong arm. Um, but he is he's a runner, but he looks to pass first, then runs, which is what you want to see from a guy uh, as a quarterback uh, because you don't want a guy just to run the ball. Even though they might get some yards, there might be some guys open that they're not seeing and not processing well, which might leave some points off the field and run the risk of injury. But Justin Fields is really good. The only issue of him is that he had two bad games last year, but the two bad games were against really good defenses. And one of those games where I think it was against Northwestern, his stats were really bad, or Indiana. Uh, those are the teams he played, the, the two bad games in. His stats were really bad in one of those games, but when you watch him play during the game, watch like the tape of it, he was actually pretty good that game. Just had some bad luck happen to him. But I he, think this, out of the all the years he's played at Ohio State, this is the year where they had not the best offensive line, and I think a lot of people overlooked that. Yeah, they had one guy, uh, Wyatt Davis. Was the guard, so yeah, yeah. But the only only Reddit flag with him is that um, this isn't really a red flag. It's just some like information that came out yesterday is that he does suffer suffer from epilepsy. It's crazy uh, how no one knew that before, and all of a sudden it becomes a. I think. Well, I, I mean, the, I, you know, yeah. I, 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 I we've never heard of that before until all of us like that, and then people, you know, I haven't seen anything uh, negative about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm well, already seen. I think you were going to say this. Sorry for interrupting, but um, there hasn't been like I think when I was younger, I think it was worse. But I think he's had family members who've had it as well, and they just grew out of it. Yeah, I think um, there hasn't been an issue on the field. Yeah. So, you know, it's just crazy how that happens. Well, I think a week before the draft, but I don't know. I can't. I, I'm not reading into. I'm not reading it. I'm not reading into it as much. You know. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think what I think the public didn't know about it, but I'm I'm sh- I will bet you a thou- a million dollars that the teams already knew about everything. Uh, the oh, teams, they absolutely did. Yeah, There's the teams no know about, about this epilepsy stuff that he had, his health problems or a health issue of that. 
Um, but the public just didn't know. Then it comes out week before the draft. People are all like, oh, why are they doing that? They're trying to tank a stock. No, they, the teams already know about that. So it's not a red flag either. I'm just It's just information that came out yesterday about him. Uh, the only red flag is that he had just had two bad games against really good defenses last year. Um, but that happens with quarterbacks. But other than that, um, he's just a a great prospect. And he does remind me a lot of Deshaun Watson without all the massage therapists. Uh, other than that, uh, Justin Fields is my third pick. And I think he's going to be the rookie of the year. Whoever the, whoever the Niners draft is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. What do you think? Um, That's if... Uh... So I think that if they draft Mac Jones, he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. They draft Trey Lance, he'll be the offensive rookie of the year. Fields, offensive rookie of the year. Hell, Kellen Mond, offensive rookie of the year. That's if they play the... That's if they play. That's if they play. We've already talked about this. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't agree that they're gonna be immediately the offensive rookie of the year. That's if they start. I think what you're thinking is that that's if they trade Jimmy G draft day. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think if, if Jimmy G isn't there and they start day one, sure. I, I sure. I, I'll, I'll give him a shot of admitting it. But in my opinion, I think uh, Jimmy's still gonna be the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. This is my honest opinion. Jimmy G's going to be a starter. Uh, if, Kyle had, if, if, if Shani see, has seen enough, uh, whereas that, let's just put the rookie in, then sure. But we already know, I think you can agree, and a lot of people can agree, is that Shanahan's system is so fucking complex is I think that they're going to sit on this rookie quarterback, whoever it's going to be, and one year, and after that, it's going to be the Pat Mahomes situation with Alex Smith, and then year two, they trade, they cut Jimmy or whatever, and then it's going to be, you know, whoever a uh, rookie quarterback show a uh, year two from here, from there on out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say here? Oh yeah. I think if the Niners draft either Fields or Mac, I think Garoppolo is gone. Um, if they draft Lance, I think Garoppolo might stay. Um, but I just think that Jones and Fields are the two most quarterback, the most pro ready quarterbacks right now. Um, even though Mac Jones played the same amount of games as Trey Lance, he's according to be um, like you know NFL ready. Uh, I just think that if you draft Justin Fields, you're not going to send him behind Garoppolo. That's my th- that's my thoughts, my feelings. Um, do I know what team Garoppolo might get traded to? No, but I just think that maybe the Patriots, maybe the Bears, uh, maybe the Washington team might do it. Unless um, if they don't draft the quarterback, uh, I just think that if you draft Justin Fields, he's starting day one for you. But Trey Lance. You could keep Garoppolo then. But other than that, if you draft either Fields, if Wilson somehow falls, Jones, you're gonna you're gonna go with them as the rookie quarterback. But if it's Lance, who's you know a little bit raw, then I can see Garoppolo's thing. That's just my thought. Interesting. Well, we'll talk about that pick uh, a lot later on after the draft. Obviously, let's move on to the fourth pick in which the Atlanta Falcons hold. Um, I go here, uh, Penny Sewell. The best offensive tackle in this draft, uh, out of out of Oregon, um, dubbed the best out of the experts. And he's only twenty one. He's only twenty years old and won't be twenty one until the start of the season, which is kind of crazy. Uh, we've seen the highlights. Can move people around with ease, big and strong. Um, yeah, that's my pick offensive tackle for the Falcons. Jake, who do you have? All right, so my pick. This is our, this is the first pick where we kind of differ on, um, which is always good to have. To me, 
the Falcons can go two different routes here. If the Niners draft Jones and Fields is there, I think they might draft them. If the Niners draft Fields, they could go Lance. But I think what they're going to do is they did this restructure Matt Ryan's deal. Makes it tough to cut him. Um, but the, as we saw this offseason, teams can find a way to get rid of you, like the Rams that have Jared Goff. Um, so for me, at number four, I think the Falcons are going to go with Kyle Pitts, tied in out of Florida. Um, there's not a defensive player worth drafting up this high this year, uh, which is something that you re- rarely ever see. Um, there's usually like one pass rusher, one tackle, defensive tackle. Uh, that's usually going to be in the top five. But here, there isn't one really. Um, this is a spot where they could trade down, um, but we don't which do trades Which we've been hearing. Here. Which we've been yeah, hearing. Yeah, we've been hearing about that. We don't do trades here, though. But if they stay at number four, I think Kyle Pitts would be the guy they take. Uh, they do need some tight ends. Um, he's he's a tight end slash receiver. Uh, he'll be great for Matt Ryan. And you add him with uh, um, Julio Jones, Julio Jones. Ridley. Yeah. Even that, I think was the Hurst. No. Hayden Hurst, yes. Yeah, Hayden Hurst from the Ravens that they got last year. Add him to that offense with Matt Ryan, even pretty good offense. If there was a defensive player worth taking, they would go that, I think. But yeah, the defense get, is not good, but yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. And I get and I think they get the second best player in this draft overall in Kyle Pitts. Yeah, um crazy, crazy good. I'll talk about his stats later on on the team I picked him for. Yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about the Bengals pick here at number five. Um, first receiver off the board for me, it's going to be Jamar Chase out of LSU. He did opt out of the 2020 season, uh, but that should not overshadow what he did in 2019. 84 receptions for 1,780 yards and 20 TDs, helping Joe Burrow win the national championship. I think they reunite, and I think uh, you add to that offense. I think they could also go opposite tackle here, but I think they go receiver um, for Joe Burrow specifically. More weapons. Uh, there they have T. Higgins, like who they drafted last year. Uh, T. Higgins, Teller Board, you add uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, there's another receiver I, I can't think of right now. Um, but also they have Joe Mixon there as well. And then, yeah, I think. Yeah, the offense, uh, you give Zach Taylor more weapons to use, uh, scheme a little better, this and that. I think it's going to be the good pick here. Yep, um, interesting choice. I, I'm i going to go with my pick. I'm not saying it's a bad choice because Jamar Chase is really good. Um, but for me, yeah, for me, my thought is that you ha- I'm always drafting an offensive lineman over a receiver this high. Because if you, we've seen to win Super Bowls, you have to have offensive line and defensive line. The Bucks had that; they won the Super Bowl last year. They have the, all the other stuff as well. Um, the Chiefs, the reason why they didn't win is they didn't have a good offensive line. Um, so for me, I think the player that they're going to draft at five, um, who who is by far one of the best offensive tackle prospects we've seen in a long time, uh, who who could also be a guard too if they want to switch him there, but. The Bengals, I think, are going to be going Panay Sewell to tackle out of Oregon. Uh, Sewell is just a monster. Uh, he's going to be great to help protect Joe Burrow. They have Jonah Williams as well, uh, who's going to be on the, I think, the left side. Left side, yeah. So they'll probably they'll move um, Sewell to right tackle, but he could also play guard too if they need it. 
But they, they're drafting him as a tackle. He's going to play for the tackle. Um, think like Tristan I, I, I think they've been adding to the offensive line. I mean, they started with uh, – Yeah, they have the other Price players. Center, I just don't know their names. Out of right Ohio now. State. Um, and they, like they said, they drafted Jonah Williams, who was, I think, covered as one of the best offensive linemen coming out of Alabama uh, that year. He's had some injury issues. Uh, I definitely agree with your picture. That's a great pick. I was in a little also on the tackle. I switched mine around. Um Definitely agree. Uh, you got to protect your biggest your biggest asset, right? And that's Joe Burrow, uh, who did get hurt last year, right? Um, you added an offensive line. Definitely agree. An offensive line can take you a lot of places for sure. Yeah, so that's just my – I think Panay Sewell. There is some rumors that some teams are higher on Rashawn Slater than Panay Sewell. But, again, as I said with Justin, as I said with, uh, Justin Fields, it's kind of prospect fatigue with Panay Sewell. Well, we've heard about him for years. He's going to be the top off the tackle – People then now go into his game and like overlook. I mean, not overlook, over exaggerate. I over exaggerate things that he might struggle at and try to make him more than what it actually is. But I think that the Bengals are going to stay there and make the smart choice for that. That smart choice of Panesu on my mind. Perfect. All right. Well, let's move on to the sixth pick. The Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Jacob already talked about this guy. I'll talk about him again. I think they pick. Uh, they pick up Kyle Pitts, a uh, tight end. Uh, they pair him with Mike Kosecki. Uh, helped two out a little bit, I guess. Um, tight, end out of, tight end out of Florida. A special talent. Really special talent all year long last year. Um, we got to witness that. That was fucking great. Best tight end in this draft for sure. 43 receptions for uh, 770 yards and 12 touchdowns. Uh, like Jake was saying before, uh, you can play him in the slot. I think even play him on the outside as well, especially near the goal line in the red zone. You can put him out there. Um, but yeah, Kyle Pitts going to Miami. Jake, who is your pick here for the Dolphins? So yeah, you picked him number five. But for me, it's going to be Jamar Chase for the Dolphins here. They need to get two with some weapons. He's the best receiver in the class. Um, he's going to be a day one starter, and I think he's going to be a day one um Contributor. Yeah, day one contributor. He's going to be a number one receiver for them for years to come. And he added a receiver to Tua who needs the help. You need to get him weapons. He's the best one, so it's a good pick from my eyes for the Dolphins with Jamar Chase. Nice, nice, nice. Well, let's move on to the Lions now with the seventh pick. Uh, their offense, they are now have a new quarterback in Jared Goff. Um, they also uh, let their number one receiver walk away. He did have hip issues last year in Kenny Galladay. Leaving to the Giants, I think they picked where they left off, picking another receiver here. It's the seventh pick in Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Bama, who won the Heisman in 2020. Um, Bibble, quite possibly the next Julio Jones. We'll see a little bit skinnier, but I do not think that should be questioned at all. We've seen his play. We've seen what he can do. And his play backs up what he can do, right? I mean, crazy athletic, long arms which is insane uh route running is great um but yeah Devonta smith at seven going to the detroit lions jake who do you take here yep for the lions um you know they got the quarterback they needed um i do think that offensive line could be a move they go here but i think they're going to go with a receiver they need receivers for jared goff to be successful and in my eyes i think they're going to draft um the other bama wide receiver who is fast, really good route runner, and that's Jalen Waddle. Um, I think he's between him and Smith. Um, he's they're the second best receiver in this class. 
I do think, though, that the issue with Smith and why I don't think he's going to be going this high is that he's really small. Um, he's like 170 pounds, and there's not been a lot of receivers drafted in the top 10 of a guy who's 170 pounds receiving-wise. Um, so that's the only thing that scares me a little bit about is his size. But he's going to be a good pro. But I just think that what the, what the Lions need is someone who can – like stretch the field, and that's Jalen Waddle in my eyes. Uh, he's the fastest receiver in the. I think he's the probably the second fastest receiver in this class. Four two, four three speed. Um, so I think he's going to be the pick at seven. All right, perfect. Well, let's move on uh, to the eighth pick now with the Carolina Panthers. Um, had a lot of different options here for the Panthers. Uh, they went very defensive heavy last year, uh, building up that defense. And um, what's the fucking coach's name? Jesus Christ. Oh, Matt Rule. God, Matt Rule. Jesus Christ. Wait. Uh, last no, year, no, 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 no. That's the wait. Are you talking Panthers? Yes. Oh, yeah, Matt Rule. It's yeah. Matt Rule. Yeah. yeah, it's Matt Rule. Uh, a little jog in my memory there. I can't remember his fucking name. Um, but yeah, defensive heavy la- draft last year. I think they build on the offensive line here, uh, picking Rashawn Slater. Uh, again, freak athlete, second best offensive line here in my offensive lineman. Here, in my opinion, um, they did trade for Sam Donald. Will that be the quarterback to start the year? They still have Teddy Bridgewaters. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I want to tackle. He builds out the line. It'll help you greatly. That's why I go with here. Jake, who are you going at the eighth pick for the Panthers? Yep, so the eighth pick, I'm going to tackle um, as well. Uh, and I think we have the same guy here. Um, for me, it's Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Um, he is a lot of teams have him as the number one offensive tackle. Um, I have him the second. Uh, I have him as the second one going um, in the draft, and I just think that he's going to be a very good starter for them. He's going to start day one. They need to protect Darnold. They have the receivers. They have the running back for him. Um, they have some. They have some pieces off the line, but Adam Slater will further, you know, make that a more cohesive and better unit. And I think Rashawn Slater is going to be the pick here at number eight. Perfect. Well, let's move on to the ninth pick. And it's the Denver Broncos. I'm having them pick Trey Lance out of North Dakota State University quarterback. My only note here is Drew Locke isn't the answer. Jake, take it away. Yeah, I have Trey Lance going here too. Um I do think though that they could, if if this tackles here, I think they might go with him. But if Trey Lance somehow falls in nine, which I don't think he will, because there's going to be trades involved, obviously. So quarterback needed to trade up to get him. Uh, but as we said, we don't do drafts here. We don't do trades here in the mock draft. But if he's there at nine, I think that's going to be the pick. I do think that Drew Locke has talent, it just hasn't really fully happened yet. They have the weapons. They have a couple good. They have a good running back. Probably need to get a, a, another one. They have a good offensive line. Their defense is solid. Um, they're just missing that quarterback. And although I'm a proponent of giving quarterbacks time to develop, it's like Josh Allen. His first two years wasn't great, uh, but his third year he became an MVP candidate. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Drew Locke, but it could happen. We don't know. Um, but I think Drew Locke isn't terrible. Just isn't great enough. Um, so I think Trey Lance, who has the potential to be really, really good. Um, Trey Lance has the highest potential, I think, 
out of everyone in this class for quarterback wise. Um, but he's going to drop a little bit, I think, because he hasn't played a lot, played enough. But if the Niners pick him at three, then he didn't he didn't drop at all. But the Niners don't pick him at three. He's going to go down the board a little bit. Maybe not to nine. Maybe like a six or seven range. But if he's there at nine, they have to draft him. I think. All right, perfect. Yeah, I also had um, a defensive end going here. I think I had maybe I, when I was doing my mock drafts, I think they could have done defensive uh, line here, uh, especially with the Von Miller situation. But you know that's kind of died down. Uh, they also uh, weren't going to cut him, and they didn't. They also didn't trade him as well. Um, so that kind of factored in me switching to Trey Lance here. Um, but yes, Trey Lance, I think he should be the guy. And I definitely do agree that they can also go offensive line as well. But yeah, let's move on to the 10th pick, uh, which is the Dallas Cowboys here. Um, I have them going on the defensive side here. And I think they go with uh, cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Uh, very... Very convincing pro day out of him. A lot of talk that he might be the top quarterback instead of Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertain. I think um, they go with speed here. And Jesse Horn is a pretty uh, – I think Farley and him are one of the faster uh, cornerbacks here and Sertain more of a technique guy. And I think um, Jerry Jones likes his fast guys. I think they take Jesse Horn here for a reason just like that. Um, and by drafting him. The Cowboys will build on two young cornerbacks in their defense from the outside. Uh, they drafted Trayvon Diggs uh, last year. Tough rookie year, but made some plays as well. Um, but yeah, they can also go all offensive line here. They've had um, some guys leave on retirement, get hurt, leave, uh, and stuff like that. But I think they go corner here, starting with the defense. Yep, so for my pick, um, I have them going defense as well. I have Hover going with a different cornerback. I have them going Patrick Sertain out of Alabama. Um I think that you know what you're going to get out of Patrick Sertain. Um, with J.C. Horn, you're kind of banking on his potential. Um, he may have a higher ceiling than Patrick Sertain, but if you want a guy right now who's going to play for you day one, um, Patrick Sertain I think is more of a safe bet for that choice. I'm not saying J.C. Horn isn't good enough. I'm saying that he is good. I just think Sertain, you're trying to you're, – you're, especially with the Cowboys where you're trying to go to the playoffs next year. You want a guy who's like day one ready to play for you. Um, JC Horn might be day one ready, but he might need some time to develop. Um, but certain, I think is going to be solid out of the gate. Um, I think he's four, four speed. He's six, two, he's big, strong. Uh, you can play him at corner. You can play him at, you know, safety, kind of like a, a Mika Fitzpatrick kind of role um, where you have him play all over the defensive backfield. But for me, I think Sertain is the pick here at 10. Um, not saying J.C. Horn isn't good, because in a couple, we'll figure out where I have J.C. Horn going. But I just think that they're going to go Sertain and go with the guy who's more who is mostly ready for day one. All right, perfect. Well, let's move on to the 11th pick now. Right now, we're almost done with this mock draft. Uh, New York Giants will be selecting 11th, and I have them taking Micah Parsons, linebacker, out of Penn State. I think you go with the best available here for the Giants, and that is Micah uh, with the 4-3-9-40 time. Um, crazy freak athlete. Uh, have him pair him up with uh, Blake Martinez uh, at the linebacker core, adding to their defense. I think that's who they go with. I think they also can go offensive tackle here. Uh, I think they. Ha- I think uh, one of the names I had 
uh, going here as well was uh, Christian Derrissaw out of Virginia Tech. Um, Mel Jones is one of the quarterbacks who does get sacked a lot here, but I think they go defensive side instead. Jake, who do you have going 11th? Yep, 11th for me. I have him going a different route. Um, to me, they need they need a receiver. Um, you could say that they have all these receivers, though. Yeah, but none of them are as good as Devontae Smith. Um, right now, at least. They have Galladay. You know, they have Darius Slayton. Uh, but you add Smith to that. Because you need to have you need your quarterback Daniel Jones to take a monster step this year, and to help right. with that, you give him the second best, you give him the third best receiver, who some people think is the second best, like you like you picked him as. Um, you have Devonta Smith here, add another weapon to go with Barkley, all the weapons they have there, um, help the quarterback out, go with him. They have the line, they have the defense. Defense is really good last year. They just need another receiver to really like. Help their offense a lot more, and I think he'll be the pick here for them at eleven. And I think he's going to be a very good pro. Um, although I don't have him going as high as you do, due to concerns of the weight and stuff like that, I think he's going to be a very good pro. And he might be like one of those guys who you kind of underrate, who who you're kind of like looking at to find things to critique about, who ends up being really good right away. And I think he could be one of those guys. So I have Devonte Smith going at eleven to the Giants. All right, perfect. Well, let's round out this mock draft at 12 uh, with the Eagles via the Dolphins, via the Niners for a trade. Um, I haven't taken a wide receiver, and that's Jalen Waddle, who we talked about before coming out of Bama. Um, the Eagles, I have pretty long note here, have had multiple chances to possibly get the best receiver in each of the last two drafts uh, in 2019. They took J.J. Isaiah Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf in 2020. They drafted Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson, who was the very next pick in that draft. Brandon Ayuk. Um, yeah, exactly. They had multiple chances to get one of the better receivers. T. Higgins. Not. Um, this receiver court needs a lot of help. Uh, but I can also see them going defense here to uh, maybe a corner. I have to play opposite of Darius Slay. We don't know. Um as of right now, they actually have a name of starting quarterback, but John Hurts is there. Uh, played somewhat well in the games that he played in last year uh, for Carson Wentz. Uh, but yeah, receiver here. They get one of the top receivers in this draft at pick 12, and I think that's Jalen Waddle. Jake, who do you think they are taking here at 12? Well, for me, I have the cow uh, the Cowboys. I have the Eagles basically doing what the Cowboys did and going corner here because I have basically all the top running back, the top receivers that I think already drafted. So I think that this is a team who is not going to be in the playoffs next year. Probably not the year after that either. They're starting kind of fresh. So for me, you get a guy who's going to be better in year two, year three than he is right now, and I think that's J.C. Horn in my opinion. So I've been going cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Well, I thought the Niners would have would have drafted here at twelve, but they're not here anymore. They're up to three. Um, JC Horn has the most, I think, has the biggest potential of a cornerback in this draft. JC Horn is fast, strong, playing the SEC. Had his bloodline is good. He had his father Joe Horn playing the NFL. Um, so I think JC Horn's the pick here. Played by the, receiver for the Saints. Yep, I have him right here going to the Eagles at twelve. I think, as I said. Sertain's more ready now for a playoff type team. Horn's gonna be ready and or gonna be better in year two and three. And a team like the Eagles who aren't supposed to, aren't supposed to compete next year really. Drafting Horn is a better long term play. 
who is going to have dividends in year two and become a really good, I think, a Pro Bowl, maybe an All-Pro type player, um, but specific, specifically Pro Bowler. Uh, but Jason Horn's going to be the pick here at 12 for my last pick of the mock draft. Wow. Well, that's our top 12 picks in this mock draft. Pretty confident I'm going to hit some some of these picks, Jake. What are your thoughts? Yeah, what about I'm, you? You I'm, think I hit some picks here? I'm confident, yes. Yes, However, uh, if a team trades here. up the four, then my confidence level goes out the window. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, we'll see. Like we said, uh, maybe the fourth spot. I think I've really also seen the seventh spot being talked about, um, being traded with the Lions. I think there are teams that we've talked about already who are willing and want to trade up to draft another quarterback. Uh, we shall see. Yep. Uh, who, so, aren't, who aren't willing to wait, right? Who, yeah. who, who think they, they might get jumped by a team or in the 20s. Um, but we'll see. Pretty excited. A week out. It's, it's currently 4.47 p.m. right at this moment. And when you listen to this, it might be a different time. But um, we're almost there. We're almost there. NFL draft. So excited. So excited. Yep. Seven days away. I'm excited to get this over with so we know who the Niners draft and talk about it after that. Um, ABM, anyone but Mac. Um, <laughs> that's my mindset. But we'll see what happens this time next week in the NFL draft. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jake, you have anything to say? Anything uh, aside from the draft or anything like that? Nope. That's it. All right, perfect. Well, thank you for listening to the BA Podcast. It's your James with Jake, episode 130, mock draft edition. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the BA podcast underscore one. No, no shit. What is it? Or what? It's BA underscore podcast. One, excuse me on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on the SoundCloud app, but also subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yep, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. You have fifty times again. Assist them. Look at Chicken Learn for being in the industry for the past thirty-nine months. So we get top social podcasts worldwide. We also get top social podcast scores for recreation. But as you know, we shoot for the stars through the BA podcast because the top social podcast worldwide. If you do that, we'll give you a high five. That's how that for today's episode, James. Verdonsk. Ooh, a new improved Verdonsk. Bye. Bye.